Good evening, and thank you for coming. Um, today we'll continue with Mizmah Memches, Posuk Dalad, which is the Mizmah of Yom Sheni. Um, perhaps a few introductory remarks before we begin. I don't believe that this shir has m- a major message. It is very much based on the psukim, but I think what comes over very, very clearly from how Mephorshim see the next set of psukim that the Torah don't need to be shown, but sometimes we need to see that the Torah is absolutely timeless. And, and the words of, of David HaMelech or Yivnei Korach or Tehillim take on a, 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 a message that echoes through all the Doras of Kali Yisrael to our own very day. And I think that's basically how the shear pans out when I was writing it, so please bear with me. The Mizmar that we've just explained um, begins by describing the glory of Yerushalayim, if they know from Sosikala Ovet, and it continues in Posuk Dalad to extol the virtues of Hashem's own special city. Posuk Dalad reads, Elohim, Hashem, Elohim, Midas Hadin Be'emus, Elohim, Ba'armanoiseho, Noida le Miskov, in his palaces, Noida is known, is recognized, says Rav Hirsch, le uh, as a stronghold. The Ibn Ezra explains that even though Yerushalayim has many palaces, nonetheless, Hashem is its stronghold, which is made known by his powerful deeds. So, the, the, the essence of the Armanoi Seho is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's deeds and that is what is recognizable is noidah by everybody that, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu looks after Kali Yisrael the Malbim writes similarly the major strength of Yerushalayim is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu dwells in its palaces HaKadosh Baruch Hu is there in its palaces the Knech in the Pasuk is in the Redak and this is worth re- Reading and quoting in full. Armanois Orim Achevois, the palace of other cities, Chazokris Babinyan, they are built with tremendous strength, the Gvois, the Histogev Shom, and they are built high, walls high, to be a stronghold and to be strengthened within them. Avo, but Armanois Yerushalayim the palaces of Kaliswal of, of Yerushalayim, Hachrizik Shalahem, their strength, told me there, is better than these, you know, two foot thick walls and very high, high, impenetrable um, ramparts. Ki Elohim Noidabahem, because God is known in these palaces. Shehula Miskov, the Chol Hamavakshim, the Hisogev boy. He Hashem is the stronghold for anybody who wishes to be <laughs> looked after and to be upheld and strengthened within him. Kamosha Kosov, as he writes the Posik in Mishli, Migdal Oiz Shem Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch whose name is a powerful tower, Boy Yorot Tzadik, the Tzadik runs to him, the Niskov and is strengthened. As Rashi says, the Niskov is a Loshan, who Mishchazek, he is strengthened, within the stronghold of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Rashi says, just as the soldier puts his trust in his tower, 
So the tzaddik puts his trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Migdal Oiz Shem Hashem Boyor Tzaddik Venisko. He puts his trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So from the, the way the duck is learning the possible, we're now taking it out of the physical world, we put it into the spiritual world. That what is the stronghold of Kaag Yisrael is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is there for us to join in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Vedak is teaching us that the true stronghold of Am Yisrael is finding Hashem and putting their trust in Him and Him return. He rests in them and amongst them. And Ulai, I'd just like to add that the well-known concept brought by the Alshech HaKadosh on, on when HaKadosh Baruch Hu commands the building of, of the Mishkan. It says there, please build me a Mishkan, Osli Mishkan, Veshachanti Besolchon. And I will dwell amongst you. And Alshach says, it's not, it doesn't seem to be a chazal. He's in the Makara. He says, um, It doesn't say, and I shall dwell amongst you in the singular. It says, So it's, the, the Alshach explains, That HaKadosh Baruch wants to make each person literally a Mishkan of Hashem, the dwelling place of HaKadosh Baruch And that is how the Malvin, and this is certainly the Radak, is saying very, very clearly that the stronghold of Kragisol is our ability to find find um, um, faith in, in, uh, and, and trust in, in, in Hashem and become one with Hashem to mistabic ourselves to our Kodesh Baruch. And of course, reaches down the doors because that hasn't changed. That hasn't changed. What keeps the faith of Kragisol strong, what keeps us strong, is the more we make HaKadosh Baruch make ourselves rather, a Mishkan of HaKadosh Baruch and look to our Kodesh Baruch to be our stronghold. Same Derech is found in the Sephonu, uh, who writes, Not just in the halls of study, in, 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 in the shoes in the Bosim Medroshes, Even within the palaces, of the more mere mortals, the mere mortals who run Yerushalayim, HaKadosh Baruch is known there as well. So it's not just in the spiritual elite that recognize HaKadosh Baruch but everyone. And with this in mind, we'll find a tremendous clarity of this Hashkofa in Rav Hirsch. And it's worth, I'm going to read it out because I much prefer reading out the translation from the German. But how it reaches over the Deiros and we can still see this even without the base of Migdosh and even without uh, a true vision of the Shechina amongst us the first writes as follows the Lord has proved his all-surpassing greatness not in his temple but in the palaces of the city rising from the foundations of this temple what has raised the city to heights that none else can attain is the fact that God reigns and is present not only in the temple, but in the city itself, and not merely in the houses and the hovels therein. In other words, not just the Hamoin Om, but also in the palaces that HaKadosh Baruch dwells there. If the city and temple should ever come to a parting of the ways, if God's rule should come to be confined only to the temple, while human might reign supreme in the city, if God should be worshipped only in his sanctuary, but human tyranny holds sway in the city, then both the temple and city will perish. Only It resonates. Rav Hirsch was living in a country, he was 
putting up a wall against reform, Judaism, assimilation. He, he was fighting a battle that God should not just live in the shuls and the synagogues but be taken home with you. And he says, if they ever pass, and he's talking about Yerushalayim HaKadosh, of days gone past. He says, if they ever pass, that is the beginning of the catastrophe of the end. If, a, if God is a God only of a base HaMikdosh, and, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is not HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Jewish home. And they had a metric miles apart. You can go to shul in the morning and, and, and come home and do whatever. And it doesn't only refer to the, the Kharagis world, it refers to the nations that we love, live amongst as well, remember. This is the forerunner of, of Nazi Germany that we're talking about. Marcus Lerman in his Haggadah, I'm not going into what he said, but in a footnote, Rabbi Joe Lerman, who edited the, the, the Haggadah, writes that he did not realize what he was saying, that this was the precursor of, of, of what he was going to be seen in Germany. He hadn't seen it yet. He hadn't seen it. Marcus Lerman had not seen what was happening yet. He was still earlier than that. But it's in Rabbi Joe Lemon, right to the bottom. And this, I feel, is what we're being told here, that it's got to go together. It's only when Vishkhansi Basokham, using my posse, but using the posse, the Migdal Hashem, if we realize that Akarish Baruch is our stronghold, and we are Dovak boy, then ultimately we can have hope for the future. And Okay, so but to this point, the posuk has ble- been elucidated to mean the times on the base of Middosh and Yerushalayim stood in all their beauty and glory. Everything we've learned so far, from all the Mepharshim, all the Shonim as well, this posuk is referring to that age when the base of Middosh stood. However, the al Kodesh points to the time of its Chorban. And this posuk refers to Yerushalayim in its devastation. And he explains the Pasuk as follows, that the Shekhinah has not departed from Tzioin and is still to be found amongst the Chorban of Yerushalayim. And even that situation that we find our Kodesh Baruch Hu still in Yerushalayim, even though there is Chorban, is worthy of the opening Pesukim of, 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 of the Mizmah, where the opening Pesukim reads, how can that stand up if he's no longer there? If HaKadosh Baruch is no longer in that city, if there's the devastation of the destruction of the Chob, of the Beis HaMikdosh, and yet the says, and if you're going to learn that the Posuk is exclusively about Yerushalayim and its heyday, then it's, uh, it's, very, um, it's very immediate to that door and doesn't have anything to resonate with us. Because we're in Choban. Says the al Sheikh, no. This Posuk is even in the Choban, even within that Choban, it's Mechul Why? Because our Kaddish Baruch who let out his anger on Eitzim Avonim and not on the Jewish people. So it's a lekim ba'arunayseil. It's a lekim. It's the midas hadin of Hakadosh Baruch Hu that was made known within his palaces when he destroyed them. But with his divine mercy, he hasn't left us, 
and he is still findable as our misgav of our stronghold, even though he is no longer to be found within the base of Migdash, which doesn't exist anymore. In other words, we have now got a, a message not just for a door with, with a base of Migdash, but even with a door without a base of Migdash, the same still applies, that we can still find a stronghold within HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So, we not only got shot in the Pasuk for a time when the Beis Amigdosh was to be found in its, all its grandeur, not only we've now got a Pasuk that can talk to us about where we're living in the Chorban of Bayashani, but it's also interesting that Chazal and the Medrash take the Pasuk as an allusion to the future of the to be found in Yerushalayim. The Medrash reads like this, Eloikim ba'armanoiseha noide lemiskov mahu ba'armanoiseha What does it mean when it says in the Pasuk in its towers, in its uh, palaces? Elobat kederach ansheha madina oisim Just like the men of any city, large city, magzirim belaylocha pesach pesach They walk around the city, guarding the city and enter into every house uh, into every entrance way to make sure that everything is okay. will do in the future. Marmid He will be there to guard. Shinem, as it says, the possibility of Shayar On your walls, Yerushalayim, I have appointed watchmen. Therefore, it says, so we've got within the Pasuk itself all three levels of time that we live under past, present and future and each one has a message for us to, to take away and that is, it seems to be the theme of these Pasukim as, we, as we'll see so we'll go to Pasuk Hay Ki Amalochim that the kings Noyadu gather together, assemble they come together to pass over together so what are we talking about here the kings of the nations assembled so the Ma'am Lois brings a very simple explanation um, for how this posset follows from the beginning of the Mizmah and he writes the Yeshma Forest now those explain that we're still talking about the beauty of Jerusalem but Omer, and it says, Kol kach It was so beautiful as a city. Shekara malachim, all the kings, bikshu lirosa, they desired to see Yerushalayim in its beauty, in its heyday. But afapish ain't derach lamalachim, not Even though in the times, in those times, it was not the usual custom to have kings moving from their own capital cities to another capital city to see it. But when it came to Yerushalayim, the kings gathered to see the beauty of Yerushalayim. Interstate visits by dignitaries seems to be something that didn't normally happen. Um, you know, royal, royal, royal visit of the queen to wherever it is next. next. Um, but in those days, but, but certainly in the, to see the beauty of Yerushalayim, the kings would gather together to come. That is how the... Like, Hine is always something surprising. Possibly. Ki Hine, behold, I'm looking here. 
to see something that was, uh, it would be unusual, the unusualness of it, yeah, I mean, I would go along with that. Mm. Visiting? Oh, because he wanted something, he wanted a treaty, he wanted a treaty. <laughs> that, that also sounds like history, you <laughs> know, repeating as a pod. Yeah, yeah, it's good for trade, yeah, certainly, I mean, most, most, of our, most of our visits uh, are the delegations that go with, not, 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 the, not the malchus. Here's the malachim that I actually want to see the beauty. So here they behold, perhaps, as I always ask the children in school, um, you know, we translate, but here and behold, what does behold mean? <laughs> and, and the uh, and the Malvin explains, and the Foshin in Torah language is always to see something that wasn't there before. So the classic example is Avraham Avinu. Avraham Avinu sitting in his tent, bandaging his his, his Milo. He's been looking out all morning for Milo, for visitors, and it says the and behold Shlosh Anoshim Nitzavim Malov. they weren't there a moment ago. He looked down for a moment. He looked up, and behold, they have arrived. It's uh, something something chiddush, something new. But anyway, can then very possible that Kihina Malachim will refer to that. But let's let's see um, what the other Mafarshim know. Rashi, Redak, and Malbim all learn that it refers to the future. Um, and I'm going to take each one. Rashi. Oh. I missed out an important Hagdoma to impossible K. Uh, sorry, missed out. Um, but Emmas, the next four Psukim all go together. But for the clarity, I'm just going to do Hey and Vov, and we'll see, we'll build from there uh, what, what happens next. But the four Psukim go together. So we're going to go through the Mephorashim on Posse K, first of all. We've done the Amlois, which is a very, very sim- simple understanding of the passage, but Rashi, Radak, and Malbim all learn it refers to the future. And Rashi writes, Hamalochim Nayadu, the kings gather together, Lehilochim Oleho, to fight against Yerushalayim, the Melchemes Goigu Mogoig, the war of the end of days between Goigu Mogoig and Kaisal. Avru Yachtov, they pass over together, Le Milchomo. So the war bugles are sounding. The Goygumogo, the end of days is near. Mashiach, in Pashtus of, 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 of these events that we haven't seen yet, but in Pashtus, it is Mashiach has arrived and he's slowly, slowly building his power base. And Goygumogo, with the nations of the world, come to shatter that power base of Mashiach. And that is ultimately what's going to happen. Book, book of Yechesko, which we'll, we'll come to in a few moments. But the Rashi is setting the historical scene, and this is Laosid. So from Rashi, uh, uh, say, the uh, Duck and Malvin, it's all Laosid. And the Duck first joins this to the previous Psukim, and he says, Tedu Eloikim Biyoshlaim Lemiskov. Know that Akkadish Baruch is the stronghold in Yoshlaim. The nations of the world, the kings of the world, joined together with Gogumogulim, and they go together to fight Akkadish Bauchu in Yerushalayim and Akkadish. Also, the Malbim, to conquer Yerushalayim, and they also pass together. Al-Yam Tarshish, that they pass with boats 
on the on the on the waters on the, on the seas of Tarshish. So this Be'emus is a reference to Apostle Ches that Beruach Kodim Hakadosh Baruch Hu with an east wind to shudder on near his Tarshish, he breaks and he smashes the ships of Tarshish. We'll come, we'll come back to that soon. But now, what the modern thing is obviously referencing the, 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 the continuum of the Pesukim. The Malbim says, uh, again, because see, the kings join together, so they've come together to, to, to capture Rishlayim, to conquer Rishlayim, and they pass over together. So Rush, the Malbim is zeroing in on the word Ovlu, they pass, Sha'ovlu Ba'aniois Al-Yam Tarshish. They pass over in boats from the seas of Tarshish. And that is obviously a reference to later on when Akkadish Baruch destroys them, um, where it says, just the passing in says, um, Beruach Kodim, the east wind, to Shabbat on the earth, he smashes the boat Tarshish of Tarshish. So that's a reference to that possible. And then, and the possible continues in, in the involve, and it says, Hamo, they, Ra'u saw, came to Mo'u, and they were astounded, astonished, Nivalu, they were terrified, Nechpozu, and they fled in haste. Again, Hema, they, the kings of whom we are talking, Ra'u, they saw, came to Ma'u, and immediately, straight away, um, they were astonished, astounded by what they saw. Nivhalu, they were terrified, Nechpozu, and they fled in haste. And Rashi continues, as I said, all the Sukkim actually joined together, Rashi continues, and he says, Hey Moro, they saw Eshakodesh Bolchu, Yotze Vanilchem Begoyim Hohem. This war of Goygu Mogoyg, HaKadosh Baruch will go out and fight against these nations. Came to Mo, immediately they were astounded. Nivalu, they were terrified. Nechpozu, and they fled from this war. As Radak says, Kashero Niflois HaKelis Baruch, when they saw the wonders of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and his power. And the Malbun calls it Hashkochus Hashem Be'enehem. I actually see the Hashkoch of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, how he is leading Kral Yisrael on the battle. They were duck on the words of the Apostle. To Mo, they were astounded. Nivalu, they were terrified. Nechpozu, they fled in haste. He quotes the Apostle from Yecheskel Hanovi that describes what they saw. Now, Yecheskel Hanovi is actually in those um, um, parochim Lamed Ches, around there in, in, in Sefi Cheshul, is actually talking about Mohammed's Gogu Mogog at the end of days. Uh, I, I, I really am not au okay fait with, with the Sefi Cheshul. I don't know much about what we haven't seen yet, but. I've turned up Shabbos. Uh, well, they have parts of it there. It, it, it's it's certain. No, 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 no. One is the one is one part of my is driver. It could be this part part of it. Nishpatati itoi, and I will punish him, but deva with pestilence of a dom and with blood, of a geshem shoitef, and with torrential rain, the avne al govish and hailstones, ash fire, the gophris and sulphur 
Amtir, I will rain upon, all of upon them, upon him, while Angofov, on his many, uh, his cohorts, while Amimrav, Masha Itzro, and the many peoples that are with him. And that is, that is how the, the, the duck finishes off. When they see that happening, uh, they will be astounded and, and, and flee. But what caught my eye when I went to have a look at the Posuk was an incredible, incredible piece of the Moshe Eisenman who is published in the art school, the art school in Chesko, the English uh, uh, notations underneath from the Moshe Eisenman. And he, he is? He isn't. He's not. He's not. He's Schlitter. He's not. He writes fascinatingly, and you'll see it fits in with the Maharal I came across as well. Uh, I think this is again said at the beginning of this year how the psukim that we learn are for every generation they don't, they don't stop they don't start so it, it, it's very fundamental uh, maybe, I, maybe I should take a couple of minutes off it, it, it's very fundamental it, 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 um, to me anyway I find it very very fundamental one of the questions that's always asked in Amuna is HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Yedim Bechira how can we make a choice God knows it's going to happen etc and the answer given was given to me many years ago from in, in the name of the Rogachava is that we are never ever going to be able to understand that because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is above time it's absolutely timeless it's a concept that we actually cannot begin to understand because even in explaining it we are bound by time you haven't heard what I've got to say yet you can't actually imagine that you know what I'm going to say before I say it and it, it, it hasn't happened yet but it will happen it's going to happen and they fuse into one Yedir HaKadosh Baruch Yedir is not governed in any way by his man we actually cannot fathom that I, I, I give a marshal if you can imagine this open book is a skyscraper and there's just enough room for one car going in that direction and one car going in that direction and you're standing on the roof and there are two cars approaching this junction at very, very high speed. And you are looking down. There's nowhere in the world that they can break in time and there's nowhere for them to go. Is there going to be a crash? Yes. Most likely. Most likely. Mm-hmm. Does driver A know that this is going to happen? He can't see around the corner. Does driver B know it's going to happen? He can't see around the corner. You know and they don't. You can that's about the closest you get to stand above time. And Kodesh Bolton is above time. There is no time. So if you've got a concept where there is no such thing as time, then history is a meaningless word. Because history, by definition, is a continuum of time. It happened once, it happened again. So Kodesh Bolton's world, and the way he deals with us, is within the framework of time that we know, but his dealing with us is beyond time understanding now listen to this it, it, I, I find that very fundamental listen to what Moshe Eisenman writes we just read the positive again I'll read it in English I will punish him with pestilence and with blood torrential rain hailstones sulfurous fire will rain upon him and his cohorts and the many people that are with him there is a wealth of Midrashic literature which relates the plague blood hailstones etc mentioned in this verse to the similar disasters which befell the Egyptians. In fact, the Tanchuma teaches that when Moshe prayed that the plague of the hailstones stopped, 
the stones which were falling remain suspended in the air until the time they will fall upon Gog's army. Apparently, the sages wish to draw our attention to the thread which spanning the centuries ties Gog to Egypt. Power attempted to squash the new nation before it even ever achieved an independent existence. Gog in one last gigantic effort throws the might of the nations against the people whose resilience has been tested over the centuries, but who now seem vulnerable to attack. Egypt at the beginning of the history and Gog at its end share a hatred against the bearers of divine glory on earth. Both are smashed by furious forces of nature which God chooses as his agents when he establishes his nation. From the beginning to the end of history of the Qadi Sol. And I, I, I was, I don't know, as I say, it's shut in Psukim here. I found the Maharal, and that's just, well, I'm back one to Shurim. We said, what has this Mizma got to do with Yom Shani? Because it introduces period, it introduces separatism and separation. The Maharal writes very, very clearly that the battles of Goig Umogoig are directed against the unity of Mashiach, his Achdus, the unity of Mashiach and the unity of Hashem. In, within that, we have that, this, these psukim of HaKadosh Baruch Hu La'osid, the Melchoma of Gogumogu, going out to recreate that unity, to make sure that unity exists, not period. And that is exactly what the Mishnah is, why is Kitoid not mentioned on Yom Sheni? One of the reasons given because Machlechus was formed. And therefore it can't be toif. But the ultimate good of the world is that that un- unity, that achdus, is actually becomes into being with Mashiach Tikkenu. Says the Maharal, that that is, what, m- that is exactly what God the Mogad wanted to undo was the unity, the third of unity. So, Ulai, uh, it's my suggestion, as I would say, when Nira Lee, um, you can argue, but I, I feel it, it, it is much intrinsic to what we're learning. This is what, what uh, the Moshe uh, Eisenman's Zan is saying here about Mitzvayim and, and going to Mogu, how they follow through. This is what the Psukim is saying to us. It's not just a posik of what was um, when, when, when Yushalayim was the Yofyon and had a base of Mikdash. This is in the Chorban as well, which is the Ossi, when we're going to, when we're going to, when we're going to see Mashiach to Canaan. Kral Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We're going to have Achtas among us. We're going to have Achtas, Achtas from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There will be a unity. <laughs> it can happen. It does happen. It does happen. Um, we quoted earlier the Malbim that the Malachim Avru Yachtov Sha'avru Ba'anias Shal Al Yam Tarshis. They went through the, the seas of Tarshish. Where Tarshish is, um, uh, Ravon Chaim Foyer in the article edition here um, actually writes as follows. <laughs> uh, do you mind? There's as much knowledge as I've got of where Tarshish is as well. Tarshish is mentioned frequently in the scripture as a flourishing distant seaport from which many valuable and exotic goods were imported to Eretz as well. As for its location, Rashi here offers these enigmatic directions. They are neighbors of Tyre, which is in Africa, and was found by a descendant of Edom. Okay, that's Rashi. Some identify it with Tartius in ancient Spain. 
Okay? Beyond the rock of Gibraltar. Kessler's Hafsafa claims that this identification is without basis because the description of Tarshish in Yecheskel and Chafzayim places it amid countries of Asia Minor. Perhaps it refers to Tarsia in the Balkans and see commentary to the arts going in Genesis. So that's 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 with this in mind, I'd again like to read from Rav Hirsch, who puts the setting of the psukim in the following manner. This is psukim from Hei Tachet. Kings are united in order to conquer Yerushalayim. But even as they come together, so they also were forced to flee together. They had con- conquered all the rest of the land. They drew near to Jerusalem within sight of the city, but there, startled, they stopped, overcome by terror, and fled. They had marched on fearlessly until they reached the outskirts of Yerushalayim. It was there that they were seized with trembling. But Ruach Kodim, the great historical event by which the Lord broke the courage of the would-be conquerors, appears to have been as follows. It seems that the kings, with their armies, had marched forward, expecting reinforcements that were to come to Palestine by sea. Tarshish was an important Mediterranean seaport. It was the place to which Yoyna wanted to flee by sea from the city of Jaffa. Thus, it also mentions together with the islands in, um, in Tehillim, um, Iron Base, where it says, Malche Tarshish Ve'iyon, Tarshish and its islands. Anyway, sailing vessels traveled to Palestine across the Mediterranean, could reach their destination only if they were propelled eastward by a wind from the west. The Lord, however, sends a storm from the east, and thus the ships bearing the reinforcements from Tarshish were destroyed. It was this disaster that broke the spirits of the kings as they stood before the very walls of Yerushalayim. Terrified, they fled. At least this would be a plausible account, even though Jewish history has no express record of any event to which the story as given here might correspond. <laughs> right. I quote Gav and what Gal Hirsch is telling us is I have a posuk here. And this posuk is telling us of a situation that happened which caused the nations to flee. And he doesn't make it very clear whether it's Gogu Mogog or another set of kings that wanted to destroy Yerushalayim. And he therefore sets forward a theory that it could be that there were reinforcements expected from Tarshish, etc., Interestingly enough, I found in Amroyes that he brings a very similar explanation um, from the Chosijayvet um, concerning the Seichre Tarshish, the merchants of Tarshish, who wish to plunder Yehuda for its wealth. And he brings a very, very similar sort of thing. They came and they were, and they, and they were drowned out from the Akash Bachel. But notice how this prospect now becomes clouded in timelessness. We actually, uh, when we talk about Gog and Mogul, we can quote Yechesko and Novi, it's one way. And Hirsch is telling us about another happening. Um, Chosijavitz is telling us about another happening. All similar, 
when was it uh, and could you date it for me and, and, and you, could, you know it would be really a story and I like it's not history it's not history Chazal and the Pesukim are teaching us that there is a a, 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 a foreverness in, in, in the Torah Kedusha. It is there ultimately mitzvahs. It, it, it can be it can be it can be interpreted into every generation in which we live. And we can see. I mean, in modern day terms, the Six Day War. We, we know it was a preemptive strike by Israel and, and, and the whole Egyptian uh, Air Force, not Navy, which was coming to was laid waste on the ground. I mean, it depends where you're looking from and which age of history. But what the message is. Miskov Hakodesh Baruch Hu is our stronghold, and that is the ultimate message we've got to take away with us. Always, we can find ourselves in Hashem. Um, I was told today uh, a lovely, a lovely vort. He said, "He said, what is the greatest thing a wife can give to her husband? Is herself." Haram and she says, "Yes." She has given herself over entirely. Um, how do we say in 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 Shalom? So normally you would put the comma in You Hashem gave us. So no, perhaps shot is. Nasatolonu, comma, you gave to us Hashem Alakani, you gave us your, himself. The Kodesh Baruch gave himself to us. He's ours. And it doesn't matter in what age we can find Miskov. We can always find Hakodesh Baruch as a stronghold. And therefore, maybe this is uh, a little bit looking at frosted glass here. What is meant and how it works and, and what we're talking about when it's all Osid. So, it's it's very interesting. I said what's more, even more interesting. The Medrash takes these very same psukim that we've just spoken about to refer to the Chorban Havayas. Come back in history to the Chorban. Nothing to do with the future of the Gog and Margot. I'll take the question in a moment. I just want to finish off this, this idea. Kiyamalochim noyadu kushehi charebo. Once Yerushalayim has been destroyed in, 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 in its destruction, the kings go to have a look at Yerushalayim in its Chorban, Shinem, as it says, the Apostle Genirami Yohar Novi, for Ovru Goyim Rabim Al-Ha'ir Hazais, many nations come to this city, Ovru Aleo, they pass it for tomorrow and they wonder, Lekach Nema, it says there, Heimavro came tomorrow, this is the Apostle Genirami Yohar Novi, they saw and they wonder, for Oma Alma Ota Hashem Kocho, Le'ir HaGadoy Lehazais. Why did Akosh Baruch do this to this city? Why is he devastated? So the Medrash is taking it mummish to a, t- a totally different part of history. Um, what happened before the Choban Habayas. And the Choban Habayas, the whole of the, of the devastation of Yerushalayim, the nations came to see and they questioned this problem. Echo as well. I mean, the Yomiyarnovi we're talking about. They Aman Os Hashem Kocho. And you know, the Pesukim are there. Why did God do this? So it's another message we're facing here of our, of our college fulcrum showing, or psukim showing that it's not historical. Yeah, I'm sorry. Now, I was just wondering, the Tarshish is often mentioned with, st- with storms and events. Yeah, yeah. Which are a little bit beyond 
It takes a place in history. It takes a place in history. I mean, uh, <laughs> obviously, yep. Was Hasi now real place? Obviously, it was. But, 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 but yeah, but where? What? Why is it called Hasi now? Was there real Tashish? Yeah, there was a real Tashish. But. As you say, it takes its place in history, isn't it? And 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 and, 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 and most probably was that something wrong. Big Sun and Seresh were talking the language of Tarshish. Tarshish. Yeah. The language of Mother. They were talking Tarshish. Yeah. What's that? Tarshian. Yeah. Good translation, that. Okay, well, let's move on. The Miri, having explained that these psukim refer to the, the Muhammad of Gog and Magog, like other Mephoshim, not like the Medrash, he writes the following, that after they'd seen the Neflores Hashem, and he quotes the Posse in Yechezkel just like the Duck does, he says, for Oz Nechpazu, then they fled, lo leches lehizgaya, velachsoiz tachas kampei p'nei ashkrima. So what was the fleeing? The fleeing had a, a positive side to it, not just fleeing the enemy and fleeing the destruction, but to be Megaya and turn towards Hashem. Okay. If that is the case, if everything we've learnt and said and mentioned is in order, then I would like to add my little bits. And again, as I always say, you can always argue with me, but Ulai, perhaps, nearly it would appear to me. I would like to give another possible, uh, another possible setting for these psukim. Remember, what we've had so far is Laosid, Gog and Magog, Chorban that happened in the past. And what happened to that time when the Beis Hamikdash and Yerushalayim was Biyofia? Here we haven't seen that interpretation of this possible. I think that it is, and I think it does exist. And it goes like this. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu, or when Moshe Rabbeinu, rather, in the Zayt HaVochah, in the Vorim Lam, and Gimun Dutes, gives the box to Zavulun. He says to Zavulun, Rejoice, Zebulun, in your going out, in your tents. Amim, the nations, they are called to the mountain. They will sacrifice, sacrifice the righteousness. Says Rashi reads as follows. Amim, these nations will be called to the mountain. Ayadei pragmatia shel zavulun, because of the business, the merchandise of zavulun. Tagre umoisa olam, the merchants will come by sea. In other words, the seas will bring merchants to Yerushalayim Yerakodesh. Vuhu oimed alasfar, and he zavulun, his land will be on the shoreline. Of the coast, 
Behem, and those nations will say, Oimrim, they will say, Hail sins, Nistarenu ad Khan, we've troubled ourselves and bothered ourselves to come all this way in our ships with our merchandise. Remember the Chosajavits we mentioned, that Tarshish came and they wanted to sack Yehuda for its wealth. So, Behem, Oimrim, Hail Nistarenu ad Khan, Nelech ad Yerushalayim, Venira, and we will see what is this nation what is the year of this nation what is it and how do they act they see HaKadosh Baruch Hu I'm sorry the Kod Yisrael serve one God and eat one food there is achdos there is total unity the unity of Kali Yisrael, which Mashiach was going to put right for us, was already in place when we had the base of Mikdash. And the fisher over Kachavim, and before the, because the uh, idol worships Elahu Elahashelzeh like Elahashelzeh, the God of this one is not like the God of the other. This one doesn't eat the food of the other one. Umiskairim Shom, as we just said over. From the Sifanu, uh, from the Me'iri rather, Nech Pazu, they will, f- and, and they run and flee to the Mishkaya. Shenema Shom Yizbuchu Zivchetzebek. So that's just encapsulating for us a time when the base of Migdosh is Biyofyo, when Kragiswal or Ba'achdos, where merchandise is being brought to Eretz Yisrael from across the seas and arriving, not being smashed up on the rocks. And these nations will come and have a look and they will note the Achtus of Kral Yisrael and they will be Miskaya. I think that fits into our possible beautifully as well. And that is the beauty of Yerushalayim HaKadosh. HaKadosh Baruch Miskov. He's the stronghold of Kral Yisrael. He is the towers and in the base of Migdosh and in the base of Medrash and with the Hamayim Om and with the leaders of Kali and if only our leaders in Eretz Yisrael could see the value of being Shem Torah and Mitzvah we would live in a totally different world and we all soon will be Zeichel and Yetz Hashem to see the coming of Mashiach and the beauty of Yerushalayim and the glory of HaKadosh Baruch Hu revealed to all the nations the name of Yomeno Amen 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 Amen